Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Are Born for this podcast with Father John Ricardo Mary Guilfoyle. We're a couple of missionaries at Acts 29. This is the podcast where we talk about how the Word of God brings transformation and renewal to our lives. How are you doing, Mary? I'm doing great, Father John. And I have to tell you, we were just talking uh, before we hit the record button. I can't believe that this conversation is preparing us for the third Sunday of Lent. The third Sunday of Lent. We're halfway to the resurrection, almost. And we happen to be down in the heartland right now in Fishers, Indiana. We're doing a little work with the uh, Diocese of uh, Lafayette in Indiana, and we're with uh, a good brother of ours, Father Thomas Hahn, Deacon uh, Brian Freiberger here at um, St. Louis de Montfort for uh, a mission, which is most unusual. We don't do these kinds of things, but we're doing this one because they've been a, kind of like an early adopter with the rescue project. So it's a great joy to be down here and celebrating all the masses, or at least preaching at all the masses, and giving Father Thomas and Father Jordan here a little bit of a break. But, hey, we got a, uh, we've been talking about the French translation of the Rescue Project, and I know you've got an update on that. When is that going to go live? Friends, we are so excited to let you know that the French translation of the Rescue Project is going to be released on Easter Monday, and I think that's April 1st. And that's not an April Fool's joke. And um, and so again, th those are the fully dubbed videos uh, in French, along with the story guide and the running rescue guide. Those have been uh, translated into French as well. And we've been blessed to have some friends who um, live in Monaco, have lived in Paris. Uh, some of our French, uh, French Canadian uh, friends have actually listened uh, to the series in French and, and they think it's very good. Thanks be to God. So just something to look forward to, right? Hope so. so April 1st. April 1st, Father John. France is going to be invaded by the rescue project. Praise be, be Jesus. So what's our topic today? So our topic for today is the 10 gifts. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Gracious Father, we just uh, continue to thank you for these days of Lent, this time to, uh, to root out the things that often, uh, good as they might be, distract us from you, so as to concentrate more and more on all that you've accomplished for us in your Son. We ask for your anointing to be upon us now to bless this conversation, to help us understand your word and what it is that you wish to say to each of us personally. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So next Sunday's first reading comes from Exodus chapter 20 and verses 1 through 17. In those days, God delivered all these commandments. I, the Lord, am your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery. You shall not have other gods besides me. You shall not carve idols for yourself in the shape of anything in the sky above, or on the earth below, or in the waters beneath the earth. You shall not bow down before them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God inflicting punishment for their fathers on the children of those who hate me, down to the third and fourth generation, but bestowing mercy down to the thousandth generation on the children of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave the one who takes his name in vain. Remember to keep holy the Sabbath day, Six days you may labor and do all your work, 
but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. No work may be done then either by you or your son or your daughter or your male or female slave or your beast or by the alien who lives with you. In six days the Lord God made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord has blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that you may have a long life in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male or female slave, nor his ox or ass, nor anything else that belongs to him. So I might be tempted to just ask right away, like, so how many times have we all heard the Ten Commandments and what in the world are we possibly going to get new? And yet the Word of God is always new, so he wants to say something to us. Um, I know you had you put together a, a number of thoughts on this. I might ask you in a special way, just kick us off. Like, what is it that's, as you hear these again and read these again, what is it that the Lord's saying to you personally? You know, I'll be really honest. It took me back to when I first learned the Ten Commandments, you know, going through at that time what was CCD, you know, that catechesis that we experienced when we were when we were little ones. And, and the way I learned uh, the commandments was to memorize them. Right. But that's not really helpful because what strikes me at this point in my life and has over the last set of years is it's not helpful, Father John, if we don't have sense, some sense of context around it. Because when we remove the context, what we're missing, I think, is this deep relationship of love. Verse 2 stood out for me in a particular way where we read, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. And if I personalize that, I look back at my life and I think about all those Egypts, we all have Egypts in our lives where we know without a doubt God came in and put his hands on us, reached out for us, and rescued us. And, and so I guess that's the first thing, the context. Because if I don't have a sense of context, I don't understand his love for me, that I belong to him. And so th those are some of the, the things that, that, that hit me originally yeah. um, as I prayed with it. And, and so there's two things quickly that just to build on that, that uh, I couldn't emphasize more or reemphasize even as you say them. The first is, I, I think, you know, memorization is a great skill and a great gift. And it's, it's how we use, it's one of the ways that we learn lots of things when we're young. That said, to simply memorize the Ten Commandments absent the context is really dangerous because it sounds like it, it can reinforce that um, that satanic lie that's in all of our minds that God is just the enemy of freedom. And it, if you don't know the context, you can tend to think, well, out of nowhere, one day God just plops down these Ten Commandments on these people. But the first, you know, I always ask people like, what's the first commandment? And they say, well, the first commandment is, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods. And it's like, no, 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 that's not the first commandment. 
at least it's not complete. The first commandment is, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of slavery. So it's not like the Egyptian or the Israelites were, you know, hanging out at the Nile, having a great time drinking a mint julep. They were slaves for hundreds mm-hmm. of years. And God rescued them, freed them, liberated them, fought for them. And on the way out of Egypt and into the promised land, the God who frees and the God who liberates and the God who saves, the God who loves, the God who intervenes, he gives to them these words. In fact, the word commandment doesn't even show up in the Hebrew. It's just God gave these words. But if you don't know the context, if you don't know that they had been slaves, then you don't know that the God who's giving these is not the enemy of happiness. He's the God who frees. So I, I, I love your emphasis on learning context and just remembering where they had been uh, before this happened. Can I, can I say something just about um, what you were just talking about, Father John? Um, I've heard you mention that. Um, I don't know if, if, if you picked it up from someone else or but you have said this many years ago, and I'll never forget it. You said these are really ten gifts mm-hmm. rather than commandments because you, we don't find that word in the scriptures. And, and these gifts are the means by which we don't return to the slavery or the bondage. And, we, and, and it allows us to retain this great gift of freedom. And I, as I was praying with this passage, I, it took me, uh, the Spirit took me to Galatians uh, chapter 5, verse 1, where Paul writes, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. <laughs> and I thought about, gosh, you know, liberty is not like law is giving. The law is what helps guard this liberated way of life that we have. And again, it just takes me back that these were given to us, these gifts, by God in love so that we would be able to live in freedom and then be able to have that life and, and life abundantly that we read about in John 10. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't remember if it's Pope John Paul who used the expression, the 10 gifts, or if it was one of the mentors that I had in my life. But I, I, I remember being struck by that expression very powerfully. The 10 gifts, to be sure, commandments shows up in Scripture you know, I'm thinking of when Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? And that's right. the word that's used. But the word's the, not used here, actually. Right. It's in those days, God delivered all these words. It, it's crazy sometimes how we translate some things. You know, even as you're talking about the, the whole language of gift, one of the ways that you can summarize these 10 gifts is something like, I command you not to be a slave. Mm-hmm. God didn't make me for slavery. I had a, a woman professor when I was in Rome studying, and I've never been able to find a, a good uh, backup for this, quite candidly. I don't speak Hebrew. I don't read Hebrew. But she said something which I've never forgotten. She says, there's a way to understand at least one of the uh, various translations of the Hebrew where it's talking about idols. And she says, there's one translation which says, you shall not let them make you bow down in front of them. 
And I've always been struck by that. Anybody who's, I was going to say anybody who's ever battled an addiction, but we all battle addictions. We're all just addicted to different things. You, you, you realize immediately how profound that is. You know, like the, the person who's an alcoholic started drinking because they like to drink. At a certain point, they realized, I can't stop drinking anymore. And it's this, this alcohol is making me bow down to it or crack cocaine is making me bow down to it. I'm re reading a book right now. I won't mention the title because I haven't finished it. And I don't know that I want to recommend it, but it's all on addictions and just what's going on in people's lives and the world that we're living in. And clearly things that we turn to so often for, for comfort, for a consolation, they quickly no longer comfort us and console us. In fact, we become addicted like crazy to them. You, you cited somebody three, four years ago. I can only imagine what the number is now. Talking about how many times in an hour somebody looks at their cell phone and it's just tragic. I mean, it was hundreds of times per hour. And imagine after the year 2007 when the smartphone became a thing. Yeah. Imagine the statistics now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was just three, four years ago when you first started talking about it. And it, so people were using those devices. But but even now, I mean, I think you know, post coming out of COVID where, where everybody was living on a screen even more so. So lo long way of saying, I love the, the nomenclature of the 10 gifts. And the, the, the way of thinking that the Lord doesn't make me to be a slave. You know, for freedom, Christ set us free. That passage in Galatians that you quoted. Who doesn't want to be free? And yet freedom, freedom, as you said earlier, doesn't mean being able to do whatever I want. I mean, you can't even do that in a car driving down the road. You know, that's, that's just absolute lawlessness. Freedom is kind of like this perfected capacity to do the good. You, you know, I, I'm thinking too, you know, we, we we talk oftentimes in our ministry about the IOT in order to. We yeah. want to be free from whatever that addiction or that idol might be in order to be free for the mission. Yeah. And so all of these things can be good things but they can so easily become disordered because we're human, right? Um, and they can, we can start to pass off control to them. Yeah, I, I love the freedom from, freedom for. So two components to freedom. So freedom from sin, so as to be free for loving. That's why Mary is, is the, the epitome of freedom as a, as a human person. She's the freest human person that ever lived. Jesus is a divine person with a human nature. So freedom from constraints, freedom for giving of ourselves, loving the Lord, loving our neighbor, loving ourselves the way we should. I love that. You had something very practical uh, to encourage people as a prayer exercise. Um, why don't you share that? I, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. You know, um, I was thinking about Kind of like you, because as you mentioned, Father John, these 10 gifts, these 10 commandments, we can hear them sitting in our pews on Sunday. And it's kind of like, like we can all tune out so easy and go, so what? Like, I know all of these. But here we are in this season of Lent where God is inviting us to come back, to repent and to, to rend our hearts and to return to him. And so I was just um, praying with this uh, last week and 
just going to throw this out here, something practical for us to do is like to see these 10 commandments or these 10 gifts as something like a book with 10 individual matches in it. So, you know, the old matchbooks mm-hmm. or a matchbox. And inside this box are 10 matches. And each match is one commandment. And as we strike it each day in prayer, and I'll walk us through what that might look like, the whole purpose is that at the end, after we've gone through like a 10-day experience of praying with each of these individual commandments, is that our heart would be ignited anew with the love of God and with the love of our neighbor and free for the mission that God has called us to. So maybe just... um, Take this initial passage, the one that I told you, Father John, that just really spoke to me, and read it out loud because it is addressed personally. Just the Word of God is always addressing us personally, but literally make it personally and read that first line out loud and insert your name. So, Mary, I am the Lord your God who rescued you, and this is my language, from all manner of slavery. And then maybe pause here and linger with those moments in your life that the Spirit brings to mind where you know God has come in and rescued you from whatever that might be. And as you go into prayer, you know, we're going to make sure that we bring our scriptures with us and our journal and just spend time with that, with the presence of God, inviting him in, allowing the Spirit to, uh, to inform our minds and our hearts And just pray with that. And then over the next 10 days, take one commandment per day. Pray with it. Journal with it. Thank God for the gift. Repent where we need to repent. And out loud again, repeat the commandment. Mary, you shall not have any other gods before me, Hmm. for instance. Hmm. And just recall what idolatry is and what some of those idols might be in our lives. And then maybe at the end of that 10-day exercise, just know like which commandments, which gift that God has handed on to us that we most struggle with. And maybe at the end of that prayer exercise after 10 days or 11 days, because we're praying with that, that with first two, maybe it's a way to kind of prepare our hearts to go to the sacrament of reconciliation. And then penance services are coming up in most parishes right about the time those 10 days will be up. So that's a, that's a perfect timing. And if, for those who, who may not um, know this, the Hebrew actually is very personal. I mean, it's second person singular. So it does say, you know, in essence, you, John, shall not kill. You, John, shall not commit adultery. You, John, shall not steal. I mean, that your name is is there. And it's there because God, our Father, who is a loving, good, faithful, reliable, patient, compassionate, liberating Father, wants you and me to be free. And that's why he's given us the gifts, huh? Amen, amen. All right, so let's pray for each other that these days ahead would be times of listening to the Lord, uh, hearing him directly address us so that, you know, who doesn't, again, taste for more freedom? I don't know about you. As I get older and older, I just continue to, I can easily get frustrated with myself that I'm just not a better man than I am. And that's simply because I I, I don't, I, I settle for less than freedom when God wants me to be entirely 
free. So let's pray for each other that we won't fight his grace and the power of his Holy Spirit and that the days ahead will be ones of fruitful reflection so as to maybe get back to confession or to make a good confession if we go regularly and be ready for the amazing joys that we're going to celebrate at Easter. When we give thanks for the fact that God has defeated sin, death, and hell itself. Because all that's true, and God loves you, do not be afraid. He's with you, and you were born for this. Hello, friends. This is Mary Gilfoyle with X29. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in knowing more about our mission, check out our website at x29.org. That's A-C-T-S-X-X-I-X.org, where you can learn more about who we are and what God has called us to do. And while you're there, you can also subscribe to Father John's weekly blog, Thoughts from the Trailer, as well as access The Rescue Project. We also invite you to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And please pray for us and be assured of our prayers and gratitude for each and every one of you. We look forward to you tuning in next week. God bless you.